0: They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Oh. What are you saying? I can't understand. What is he saying? <laughs> It is. I apologize for that, but I think you'll find this a bit more interesting. You're listening to the Just Another Fanboy podcast, and this is episode number 234, The Book of Boba Fett. Welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, my name is Steven, and today I want to talk about The Book of Boba Fett. If you're, I don't know, not aware, this was a show that they put over there on the Disney Plus. It consisted of seven episodes. It ties into Star Wars, if you're not sure who Boba Fett is. They released it over there on the Disney Plus every Wednesday night, starting on December 29th of 2021, the final episode landed last week on February 9th. It starred Tamira Morrison as Boba Fett. He also, if you are, you know, not steeped in the Star Wars lore, he was Jango Fett from the prequel trilogy. And Jango Fett, of course, is the guy that they used to clone and uh, make that clone army. So he also played all of the clone uh, freaking troopers in the, the prequel. And then, of course... As we know from that prequel, what he wanted in payment was a clone of his own that he could raise as his son, and that became Boba Fett. Uh the show also stars Ming Na Wen as Fennec Shand, who we have we saw in The Mandalorian, season two. Was it season two? Yeah, season two, season three, season two. Good lord. She was also on uh the Bad Batch animated series for a couple of episodes. So this is uh, a show that was created by Jon Favreau uh, working hand in hand with Dave Filoni. Uh, Robert Rodriguez had some uh, input in this. He was uh, the, I don't know if you would call him the showrunner, but he directed, uh, look, three, three episodes. He directed the first one, he directed the third one, and he directed the seventh one. Dave Filoni directed... Episode six, Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, she directed episode five. Um, other people that starred in this show was uh, Pedro Pascal. He played Din Djarin, who was the Mandalorian. He was in this. Matt Barry voiced a droid. If you're unsure who Matt Barry is, he's been in a number of things. He, he's a British guy. I know him best from the IT crowd, which is kind of fun because Richard Ayuade, who's also in the IT crowd, did the voice of a droid in the Mandalorian. So let's just get let's just do all the droids in these Star Wars shows. Let's uh, let the the cast of the IT crowd just do all the voice voices of these droids. We also had uh, Jennifer Beals was in the the show as a uh, Twi'lek. Um, Steven Root showed up in one episode. He's the guy from, if you remember Office Space, who was really mad about uh, not being able to find his red stapler. Uh, Danny Trejo, who is a close personal friend of Robert Rodriguez. He was in the show. He was in an episode. Uh, Steven Thundercat Bruner, the bass player, was in an episode or two. Uh, Amy Sedaris, Timothy Oliphant played Cobb Vant, who is basically Raylan Givens from Justified in the Star Wars universe. Uh, Rosario Dawson was in there as Ahsoka Tano. We got to see, uh, we got to see, um, well, actually, you know what? I've probably said enough at this point. I'm probably going to spoil the crap out of this, but this show, I, I, I'll say right off the bat, I really quite enjoyed it. However, I can admit that it was a weird season. It was a weird show to tell you the truth, to call it the book of Boba Fett, I think was maybe not the right thing. They, I, Look, the way that this series flowed was really kind of weird. I'm not I'm not really sure how they came to their decisions as far as how the, you know, the story was going to be told throughout these 7 episodes which to me, first off, that's that's a weird thing already. 7 episodes when typically these Disney Plus shows have been 6 to 8 episodes. Other, uh, you know, shows on streaming services are like 10 episodes, maybe 12. Seven just seemed weird. Seems, it just seems weird. It's a weird number for some reason. There's no like rule that says you can't have an odd number in your number of episodes, but still seven seems weird. And then the way that the the episodes kind of flowed was just, it was, they just, I don't know. I don't understand what they were thinking here because you get your first, four episodes, which were all about Boba Fett. It told the story of both in flashbacks and in the present, because the last time we saw Boba Fett was in the Mandalorian season two. We were not told how he survived being thrown into the Sarlacc pit at the, uh, uh, during return of the Jedi. We just know that he did survive and Cobb Vant had his armor which uh, Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, had taken from Cobb Vanth. And Boba Fett shows up with a frickin' gaffy stick that the Tusken Raiders use and one of those long rifles like the Tusken Raiders use. And uh, he helps the Mandalorian. He gets his armor from from Din Djarin. He helps him on his little mission. And uh, then the the Mandalorian season two ends with like a post-credit scene of Boba Fett and Fennec Shand coming into Jabba's palace. Jabba, of course, we know is dead. If you've seen Return of the Jedi, that's not a big spoiler. And the dude, his Twi'lek, like second in command, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. He is the guy that has taken over for Jabba. And the end of The Mandalorian has Boba Fett and Fennec Shand coming in and killing him. And then Boba Fett sits down on the throne. And so, we are then under the impression that the book of Boba Fett is going to be all about him taking over Jabba's empire. And for the first four episodes, that is really how it fell into place. So we're seeing how he is slowly trying to uh, take over Jabba's empire there on Tatooine and the the, the various other syndicates that he has to, uh, you know, step up against, whether it's the Huts themselves or other. Um, Organizations. There are there are other families and whatnot within the city of Mos, Mos Espa, where most of this takes place. And uh, we are told his story on what he is trying to do to to come into power to be to be the guy, the the main dude, the the guy that runs everything there on Tatooine. But at the same time, we're also shown flashbacks that take us from how he got out of the Sarlacc pit, how he survived the Sarlacc pit and how he goes from there to where we first see him in the Mandalorian. So that you get that for the first four episodes. And that feels like, you know that. Well, first of all, that's more than half of the series right there. Okay. Four out of seven episodes. It's based solely on Boba Fett, him trying to consolidate power on Tatooine and then flashbacks on how he survived the Sarlacc pit. We get the end of the flashbacks there in episode four and we learn that he's basically going up against. He he's trying to unite the crime bosses in Tatooine to go up against the Pike Syndicate, who are trying to take over Tatooine to run spice through Tatooine. And Boba doesn't want any of it. He wants he he wants to be in control. So there, near the end of Episode Four, Fennec Shan basically asks him how much how much money you got in that treasure room? And he goes, I have plenty of credits. I have plenty of cash. What I don't have is muscle. She's like, money can buy muscle. And then we get chapter five or episode five, and it's called The Return of the Mandalorian. And Boba Fett is in this episode for maybe 30 seconds. And I don't even think he speaks. It's mostly about Din Djarin and him uh, tracking a bounty. And we find out that some of the other Mandalorians, like the armorer, and Paz Vizsla survived the end of the the Mandalorian show cuz it seemed as if the remnants of the empire had gone into their underground hideout and you know murdered all of the mandalorians but those two escaped and the armorer is trying to train the mandalorian on how to use the dark saber at one point he uh, he has the big spear the Beskar spear that he got in in season two of The Mandalorian, and the armorer basically tells him that Beskar is for defense; it's not for offense. If you 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 are not supposed to make a, a, offensive weapons out of the Beskar, because then you're basically making weapons that can uh, get through the armor of a Mandalorian. And so she melts it down, and he has her basically make what is a little uh, chainmail shirt for Grogu who he wants to go see and then at one point uh Paz Vizla uh challenges him to a fight because he wants the freaking dark saber and bo- uh, uh uh Din wins but then the armorer asks him you know if if he has taken his helmet off in front of others and of course he did in the in the season 2 of the Mandalorian and as far as these mandalorians are concerned cuz we learn that there are there different sects there these this is a the armorer and Paz Vizsla and Din Djarin they're a member of uh, some kind of almost cult within the mandalorians and their tribe believes that no one should you know they should never remove their helmet in front of others. And because he's done that, he's broken their code. And she's, you know, the, the, the entire freaking episode is about the Mandalorian. And it ends with Fennec Shand, Fennec Shand coming to see him and saying, hey, Boba Fett needs you. He, he's, he's got this battle to fight. And Din Djarin's like, all right, I'll help him. I'll do it for free because he's my boy. But first, I have to go see Grogu. So then episode six Again, Boba Fett is barely in it. He may have a line in the episode, but it's mostly about freaking Din Djarin, but it's it's also about Grogu being trained by Luke Skywalker. So we get Luke Skywalker in this episode, and of course his he looks much better than what you know how they did him in a, in a season 2 of The Mandalorian. And by that I just mean the digital face that they put on this dude looks way better. And so we mostly get a lot of scenes with Grogu training with Luke uh Din Djarin shows up at wherever it is that they're training where wherever the the Luke is building the Jedi Temple which we learn of course in the the third trilogy I'm not sure what you would call it the 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 post episodes the uh 7 8 9 that the Jedi Temple that he ha- that he's building here is, is destroyed by that point um And he basically, uh, Din Djarin doesn't even get to see Grogu. He sees him from a distance. Um, Ahsoka is there and she says, you know, you really shouldn't see him because Jedi's are all about uh, separation and not having ties to other people. Whereas his tribe, his Mandalorian group are all about how you have to be part of a group and you have to help each other, uh, which is completely opposite of how the Jedi seem to be. And so he leaves his little gift, his little mail shirt for Grogu with Ahsoka. She gives it to Luke, and Luke, who has an old lightsaber of Yoda's, he places the lightsaber down in front of Grogu, as well as the the gift from Din Djarin, and he says, "You're the you're you know the Mandalorian dropped this off for you, but here here's a lightsaber, and so you have to make a choice. You can either continue training with me and be a Jedi and not be tied down to anybody else." And you can choose the lightsaber to say that's what you want to do, or you can take the the gift and leave. Basically, he deals in absolutes, which is apparently something Jedi's aren't supposed to do if you know the lore. And so that episode ends. We get a little bit of what's going on on Tatooine in episode six, because we we see some pikes, they, they bomb the... Uh, the cantina in Moss it's called the Sanctuary, which is where um, Jennifer Beals, where her character, she was like the proprietor. And so she, along with all these other people within this this cantina, die in the in the explosion. Um, we also get a bit of, of Cobb Vanth in this episode where he takes out some of the 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 Pike Syndicate, there, the spice runners who are trying to run spice. Through Mos Pelgo, which we learn is Freetown, but we we see a lot of that because then Dinjarin shows up because he he had told Fennec Shand and uh, Boba Fett that he could find more people that could help, and he goes to Freetown or what used to be Mos Pelgo and tells uh, Cobb Vanth, "Hey, you're, we need your people to help fight the Pikes because." They're going to they're gonna end up taking over the entire planet if we don't do something about them. Cobb Vanth is like, eh, well, I'll, I'll talk to him, but I don't think anybody's going to come. And then Din leaves. And then we get probably what, for me, was the most awesome moment of the entire series. The moment that I went, holy crap. Cad Bane shows up. Now, Cad Bane is a character that we only saw up to this point in animation. He was part of the Clone Wars animated show. Um, he was in the, uh, Bad Batch and I don't know if he was in Rebels or not, but he is like the, he's like the big, bad bounty hunter. He, uh, trained Boba Fett. We learn at some point and he is very much, he's made to look like fricking, is it Levon Cleef from the, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, never seen the movie, but, um, he's very much, uh, he, he looks like a, like a, like a gunfighter, an old West gunfighter and he takes out Cobb Vanth. And he tells the rest of the people in Freetown that Tatooine belongs to the Pikes now. And he leaves. Then we get episode seven, which finally fully takes us back into Boba Fett's story. And it's the best episode of the series. And just, it just blew my head freaking wide open because there is so much cool stuff in episode seven, which is basically the final battle between Boba Fett and his people and the Pikes. And there were a couple things that were introduced throughout the series that each like, for example, first we had a um, a Wookiee by the name of Black Kersantin Santo, I think is what Boba calls him. But he he was he's just this big, awesome, just tough looking Wookiee who uh, was working for the Fet- for, uh, the can't speak. He was working for the Hutts, but he ends up, of course, coming to work for Boba Fett when the Hutts kind of betray him. But then another thing we get in this in this series, and it's it's actually comes from the Huts again, which is kind of fun. They they gift Boba Fett a Rancor monster, which I've always loved the Rancor. I've always thought they were totally cool, and I remember one of the extended universe novels. I don't know if it was the Timothy Zahn novels. I don't know where I read this, but I do distinctly remember reading that a Jabba's. Rancor monster was still uh, a young one, and that they get bigger, and that uh, a certain uh, group of people uh, would ride them. And so, when he gets this freaking Rancor monster, Danny Trejo is in this episode, and he's like the Wrangler. He's like the Rancor Wrangler. And he explains to Boba Fett that people would ride, used to ride them and that they're not violent, they're not necessarily violent creatures, they're very loyal. But if you uh, piss one off, they're going to they're going to kill you. And Boba, so Boba at one point mentions that he wants to learn how to ride this Rancor. And of course, we get that at the very end. Boba Fett riding a Rancor, Black Kersantan kicking all kinds of butt. The Mandalorian, Din Djarin kicking all kinds of butt. There's. The, the Rancor parts, though, were just so freaking super awesome because they had these these droids. I don't remember the name of the droids. They were, if you remember the destroyers from the the prequels, the little, they were like uh, the b- about the the size of a person, and they would come rolling in, and they would walk on all fours while they're shooting their lasers out of their hands, and they came with their own force fields, and these were basically the next generation, and they were three or four times bigger. They were just these huge tank-like things that were about as big as a freaking rancor monster and boba uses the rancor to take them both out and it's so awesome but i again this this series especially these parts with the with the rancor monster and introducing these different elements to me felt like somebody was just coming into my childhood room and 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 dumping out my freaking box of star wars action figures and just saying let's play let's have some fun here and that's how i felt about the show now i know that there are a lot of people out there that just didn't like the show at all. I know that there's a lot of people out there that loved it, and I'm one that that just loved it. And I'm really looking forward to going back and watching it again. It, that that will tell me how I feel about, you know, if I can sit through those first 4 episodes and not be bored, then 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 it's going to be cool because the last 3 are really the best of the series. And it's but it's just it's just weird the way they set it up where you go into it assuming that this is Boba Fett's story, and it is, but it isn't. It's Boba Fett's story. It's it's, it's Din Djarin's story. It's freaking Grogu's story. It's like they they got together and said, okay, so we're going to do another season of The Mandalorian. We know we're going to do that, and we're, we want to do this Boba Fett story because we kind of want to tell this story here. But what we have in mind for Boba Fett is only going to be about four and a half episodes, maybe, maybe five episodes. And so then they thought, well, let's just add all this stuff that'll tie into the Mandalorian. And uh, that way we can have this kind of bridge. We can tell a bunch of stuff in this show that we don't have to put in the Mandalorian. So when we get back to the Mandalorian, we don't, it's, it's like they they didn't want to to bother with the whole how does Grogu get back into the story in the main in season three of the Mandalorian? They said so they just thought we'll just do it in Book of Boba Fett and uh, it'll all be good. Everybody will be happy because we'll have a rancor killing you know destroying droids and eating people and uh, climbing buildings and, and destroying stuff and it will be really cool. And it was really cool. I'm again I was really happy with it. The only thing that I didn't like. Were the uh, uh, were they called Gamorians, the, the the pig alien guards that uh, always uh, were there in Jabba's palace. He had two, Boba Fett had two of them that stayed behind and were loyal to him. And they kill him off in this freaking show. And that really bothered me for some reason. Um, I know a lot of people also had problems with the mods, which basically meant mod- uh, modified humans and they were these kind of uh, uh late teenager type, you know, folk guys and girls that hung out in a in a in, te- in Moss Ma- Espa and they rode these uh freaking hover bikes that look like uh freaking Vespas that uh a mod in in our world would would ride. And uh I don't know. I thought they were all right. I thought they were okay. It was kind of fun seeing Boba Fett recruit people to his side because he was obviously the better choice. He seemed to be uh someone who would repay loyalty with loyalty and he would be good to people and uh I'm looking forward to seeing more of them and I think we're going to see more of them in the uh the Mandalorian. Um who knows what's going to happen now. They have what three or four different freaking Star Wars shows coming up. We got The Mandalorian season 3, we got Ahsoka, you know, who's gonna be in Ahsoka? Will 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 Din Djarin be in Ahsoka? Will we see freaking Luke Skywalker? Uh will Boba Fett be in there in, in that show? Will they are they all gonna tie together? You know, I mean they do, they're all in the same universe, but are we gonna see characters from all of these shows interacting in all the other shows? Uh, or at least those shows that are told during that timeline. Because we've also got Obi-Wan Kenobi, that show coming up, but it's set, uh, I think it's set before a new hope. So it's not during the same timeline, but the shows that are being produced and developed for Disney Plus, the Star Wars shows that are in the same timeline that The Mandalorian is in, I'm just wondering if those are all just going to be, you know, just one giant story that started in The Mandalorian, continued in the Book of Boba Fett, and if it's going to then continue on in these other shows. At least Ahsoka, I know, is told during that timeline, but. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I uh, What did you guys think? Did you watch it? Send me an email at fanboy at gmail.com. And hey, I just set up a, a new newsletter thing. I've been using uh, MailChimp, which I haven't been all that happy about. And I've been seeing a lot of people going to this Substack thing, which I always thought was a paid thing. But you can do a free version, meaning uh, you can subscribe to my newsletter at justanotherfanboy.substack.com. Link will be in the show notes. And it's free. You know, maybe there might come a point when uh, if for some reason Patreon is not treating me well, maybe I'll cancel my Patreon and y'all can come over and do like a paid version of Substack. I don't know. I don't see that happening. But I wanted to create a a newsletter that uh, I could get... Basically, anytime I put a new post up, whether it's a, a new episode or something I feel like writing, anything, it's going to send an email out to folks, and I think that's pretty neat. Uh, so yeah, come join. Uh, you'll never miss an episode if you join Substack, and you'll never miss anything else I do because you'll you'll get an email about it, and I think that's pretty darn cool. But that's uh, just another fanboy.substack.com link will be in the show notes. Until then, folks. I hope you're enjoying the Star Wars shows because I sure am looking forward to the next big thing that's coming up on Disney Plus, which I think is the new Moon Knight show at the end of March. Gosh, that seems like such a long way away. And the more I see about this show, I'll be honest with you. I think i said it before. The first bit of footage I saw for the, for the Moon Knight show, I was like, nah, this will be the first time that Marvel has created something that I am not liking at all. And then they put out the trailer and I'm like, eh, I was half and half with it. But I'm I'm seeing more stuff out there now. And I think, I think I'm I think I'm on board. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I was gonna watch it regardless, uh, but we'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes, folks. Uh that's like I said, end of March, March 30th, maybe. But until then, folks, my name is Steven and I'm just another fanboy. Hey, be nice to each other, wear a mask, wash your hands, get vaccinated, all that stuff. I recently went through about freaking covid and it sucked i was uh vaccinated and so i am eternally grateful for that vaccination because i guarantee you i would have been in the hospital but because of the vaccination i was not so i'm urging you to do it as well that's it episode over be nice to each other and all that stuff i think i already said it so what we're ending i'm gonna stop now i'm gonna stop talking here eventually at some point the talking will stop bye Bye-bye, Daddy. Good job. (gasps)